Welcome to the Stone Collective Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Kelly. And we are your hosts. This is episode one. The one about Ebenezer. Okay, so this is our first episode ever of a podcast, which is, it's exciting. Exciting. Very exciting. Full disclosure, this is the second time we've recorded the first episode of this podcast. Yeah, the first one had creaking doors and uh, Nerf bullets whizzing around in the room next to us. Also, we don't know what we're doing, so there's that. So we should probably start out, since this is our first time uh, doing this, letting you know a little bit about ourselves. So Kelly, tell us a little bit about you. Great. So I'm Kelly Burns. I am a mom of four kids, and I'm married to Mike, my co-host over there. And uh, I'm a director of music and liturgy at a parish and a Newman Center. So I, um, in my day job, I work with, I direct choirs, I work with families in our parish and also with um, students on the, we serve three universities, three colleges. And so I work with the students as well. Um, I used to be a youth minister once upon a time. I was a teacher once upon a time, a music teacher. I was a stay-at-home mom for a while. And um, now I, I do this. I direct music and I apparently make podcasts. That, that's a lot of stuff. Uh, so I'm Mike, and um, I'm new to this, but uh, for the, my day job for the past while, I have been operations manager at a local pharmacy here in town. I have a lot of interests. I love music, love to sing. I enjoy playing sports and watching sports. Uh, we have some kids, <laughs> four of them. Uh, the oldest is 15 and the youngest is five, so that's a lot of fun. So spend a lot of time at work during the day and at night uh, hanging out with family and kids and do a lot of volunteering at our church for various things. Yeah. And he plays the bagpipes. Yeah, I do play the bagpipes really just about once a year, but it's I'm loud still enough. okay. Once a year is plenty. Yeah. It's loud enough for, for the rest of the 364 days. Um what other things do we do, Mike? What else? How else can we describe ourselves so people get to know who we are? Um, we enjoy walking <laughs> outside. <laughs> I, that sounds really exciting. Yes, we enjoy walking. <laughs> That's funny. We, we uh, like to watch TV together. We really just enjoy spending time with each other. and um, We like to play like um, strategy games like cones of dunshire <laughs> you know what that is that actually was made into a real game oh. uh even though it was first made popular by parks and rec yeah parks and recreation but we don't play cones of dunshire but we do play we like to play games like settlers of Catan sometimes and i don't know we play a lot of card games yeah. we are pretty competitive um but we we do a good job of being kind to each other sure it's true. It's true. Um, we used to have chickens, and then we moved into the city-ish, and now we don't have chickens anymore. We live in Missouri. Maybe that's important. We live in Columbia, Missouri, home of the Mizzou Tigers, and 
the winningest football team never <laughs> the Mizzou Tigers okay um and uh yeah so we used to have chickens and um we used to live in the country and now we live in town and we have children and a dog and a rabbit our life is fascinating I'm sure very fascinating yeah all the time so um Okay, maybe we should talk a little bit about what we've been up to. I don't know. Is that a thing we're going to do? Yeah, probably. Maybe how, what we've been up to this week? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about what we've been up to this week. Hosting everyone. Yes, we have hosted a lot of people in the past, really, I think, 10 days. We had um, two of our nieces. They lived with us for about three days. Three or four days. Four days. Yes. That was... 300 days. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's fun adding um, people to the mix that kind of change your family dynamic. Yeah, fun. That is a good word to describe it. Uh, and so then we decided that wasn't enough. So we decided to invite six, but then evidently we miscounted eight choir boys. Yeah, we. so we hosted at our church, we hosted the Land of Lakes Choir Boys, and they're a traveling boys choir from Minnesota. And they range in age from... I think the the group that was there that night for the performance, they range in age from nine to 17 and there were 25 of them. And so we hosted eight of them in our house overnight, plus our four children. So all to all in total, we had 12 kids in our house, 11 of whom were boys, which is pretty, pretty smelly. No, (laughs) just kidding. And I believe seven of the boys were teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot. But it is a a great group, so if they're coming to your area, they usually tour once a summer. You should go check them out. Yeah, they were really wonderful. So we had them on last Tuesday night, and then we had a middle middle school girls Bible study on Wednesday, and then we had we didn't have anybody at our house on Thursday except for our family, and then we had and then our nine year old had a sleepover, and our and then our fifteen year old had a sleepover on consecutive nights. So we so, are recovering from yeah. all of that. The natural thing to do when you're tired from having people over is to record your first podcast. Yeah, obviously. Yes. And we are recording this at nine o'clock at night, which is super late for us. Usually we're about ready to fall asleep, but we'll give it our best shot. So, yeah. Okay. So should we talk about what this podcast is about? Yeah, let's talk about it. Great. Um, so it's called the Stone Collective Podcast, and we thought it would be a really good idea to base an entire podcast and ministry off of a totally obscure scripture reference. So that's what we're doing. Um, And I think we're just going to jump in and do the, talk about the scriptures, right? Right. First. Let's do it. And um, so, yeah. So there are two scriptures that we have selected that are kind of the basis for what we want to do here with the Stone Collective podcast. And so we're just going to kind of jump right in and we're going to start at almost the very beginning with uh, the book of Joshua. Um, This is in the book of Joshua, Moses, where we're going to pick up, um, Moses has died and uh, Joshua is getting ready to bring the people into the promised land. And I love the Old Testament because, I mean, the whole Bible really is, is this, but the Old Testament to me just illustrates how God is just constantly faithful to us, how he's endlessly faithful and Israel is always messing it up. They're always making idols and choosing the wrong thing and forgetting about God and 
God is always sending them someone to deliver them. He's always bringing them back to himself, restoring the covenant. And so um, that's what we see uh, in, in this, in this part and later in the book of Joshua. So, um, so we're going to start with the book of Joshua and this is um, the crossing of the river Jordan. The Israelites are getting ready to cross the river to come into the promised land. Um, Joshua is next in line after Moses and God tells him that every promise he made to Moses is going to be his and that he will lead the people into the promised land. But first they have to cross the river Jordan in order to take possession of the land. So Mike is going to read to you. We're going to start at uh, chapter four, if you're taking notes. And this is actually after they've crossed. So they, they, um, this, they send the priests. The priests are carrying the Ark of the Covenant, and the priests go into the river, and as soon as um, their feet touch the water, the water stops, and and they it parts, essentially, uh, which should remind us of another parting of the water, right, from the book of Exodus. Um, and the Israelites are able to cross over onto the other side um, because of what God has done for them. So then after that, this is what happens. Chapter four. Go. Yeah. And just before I start, I would just invite you to really close your eyes and try and picture this unless you're driving and listening to us and then you should not close your eyes. But um, just try and get a picture of this, that they, they step out into a riverbed and the water just stops. After the entire nation had completed the crossing of the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, choose 12 men from the people, one from each tribe, and command them, Take up twelve stones from this spot in the Jordan riverbed where the priests have been standing. Carry them over with you and place them where you are to stay tonight. Summoning the twelve men he had selected from among the Israelites, one from each tribe, Joshua said to them, Go to the Jordan riverbed in front of the ark of the Lord your God. Lift to your shoulders one stone apiece so that they will equal in number the tribes of the Israelites. In the future, these are to be a sign among you. When your children ask you, What do these stones mean to you? You shall answer them. The waters of the Jordan ceased to flow before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord when it crossed the Jordan. Thus these stones are to serve as a perpetual memorial to the Israelites. Great. Thank you. So... The question is, why did they set up the 12 stones? What's the answer? Mike Burns. Oh, me answer? It was a memorial. Oh, good. You do know the answer. No. Yeah, I was paying attention <laughs> while I read there. Yeah. So so they set up these 12 stones as a memorial so that they can teach their children and that they can remember this great, this mighty deed that God has done for them. And um, that... That right there is the basis of this podcast. We're going to come back to that. Um, we're going to come back to that. So hold that thought. As we continue through the Old Testament, we enter into the book of Judges, which is, again, the story of Israel's forgetfulness over and over. They're making idols. They're um, disobeying. And God is always sending them a deliverer. He's sending them a judge, somebody to help bring them back. Um so we go through the book of Judges and then the book of Ruth, and then we get into the book of First Samuel. And in First Samuel, uh, in chapter 7, the Israelites are again being oppressed by some people group. In this case, it's the Philistines. And they are getting ready to do battle with the Philistines. 
And the Lord tells Samuel that um, they need to get rid of all of their idols and turn back to him and that he will be with them. And so they're getting ready to, they're preparing to do battle. And I guess they see the army of the Philistines and they kind of get like scared off because these guys look big and awesome uh, or something. And um, so then they ask, the people ask Samuel to pray to God again. And so Samuel prays to God for his help. And then they win. They, they defeat the Philistines in battle. And then we're going to pick it up uh, right here in, this is First Samuel chapter 7, and it's verse 12. Samuel then took a stone and placed it. He named it Ebenezer, explaining, as far as this place, the Lord has been our help. Great. Yes. So these two scripture passages together, the one from the book of Joshua and this one from 1 Samuel, are really the kind of cornerstone, <laughs> if you will, of the Stone Collective podcast. They are um, what we have come to base this podcast on. This story of First Samuel, I discovered it wasn't one that I knew. And in talking to people, it's not one that's super familiar, I don't think, uh, to the just general population. Um, but I've, I stumbled upon it because I'm a musician and we sing that hymn, Come Thou Fonts, all the time. And in the song, the song is really lovely. The lyrics are nice and the just the idea of the song um, is, is really wonderful and I love it. But there's this verse in there where it says, Here I raise my Ebenezer, hither by thy help I've come. And I never knew what that meant for a long time. We would just sing it. And you know how sometimes you just sing sing something and you don't actually know what you're talking about, what you're singing about. Um, and so eventually I decided, that's actually kind of a pet peeve of mine to not understand the lyrics to what, especially if you're singing like in worship or, you know, at mass or something, it's, it's important to know what we're singing about. And so I went and I looked it up and that's when I discovered that the story of the Ebenezer stone and Ebenezer meaning the stone of God's help is essentially what it means, uh, kind of loosely translated. And so in both of these instances, in both of these stories, we have um, the Israelites basically setting a memorial stone and declaring that God has helped them, that God has delivered them, that he has come to their rescue, that he has done something wonderful and that it's worth marking. It's worth remembering and it's worth teaching future generations about what God has done for them. And I think in our life, we have experienced similar things, right? We haven't been in battle necessarily with the Philistines or... Um, we, we try not to battle. Yeah. We haven't crossed any rivers lately. Uh, but we have seen in our life how God is working and how God is always working for our good and uh, coming to our rescue, you know? So we decided to do a podcast about it. Yeah. It's good to celebrate with some memorials. Yeah. Some stones. And I think sometimes, too, it's good to share those things with other people that other people are experiencing you know, hardships or whatnot, and, and people have a lot of doubt on, you know, is, does God care for me? Does God love me? And I think that sharing you know, stories of God's love that we see in our lives, in our daily lives, through the hard times, through the good times, is, is really powerful and, 
and really helpful. Yeah, and I think in my own life, you know, I've often thought about, well, why do I, why am I not quite as doubtful as some other people that I might know? Or why can I say with certainty that I know that God is real when I can't necessarily, you know, prove it through, um, you know, I can't prove it, necess- you know. And so I think the reason that I can have confidence is because I have experienced God's coming to my rescue because I have experienced an outpouring of his love that really was powerful and that can't be explained in a lot of other ways. You know, just like if you walk into the river and then the river parts, well, that's a pretty big miracle. And we aren't always going to see a miracle that's quite as tangible necessarily. But if we have eyes to see what God is doing in our life, then we're going to see a lot of little miracles and sometimes even some pretty big ones. And so I think that remembering God's goodness um, and remembering that he is who he says he is and that what he promises to us is real and true and that he always comes through is it gives hope, like Mike said, and it gives us something to hold on to when things are difficult, when maybe we can't see the next step or when faith is hard or we don't know how God is working. It, I can go back to those memorials, those stones in my own life of the times when I can say for certain that God was working and I can remember them and then I can move forward in hope. And so that's what we want to do on the Stone Collective podcast. Yeah. Do you want to add anything to that? No, I just think it's really important for us to build that memorial and maybe not a physical one. You don't have to go and collect some huge rocks and start stacking them up anytime you see God in your life. But I think that it's really important for us to, to see the goodness that God is in our lives and to hold on to that and to have those memories for when we do struggle. Yeah, and so what we're essentially going to do, I think this episode is just us, and probably in our next episode or two, we're going to spend some time sharing some stories of our own stones, of our own, the things that we can hold up and say, this is how I know God is real and working in my life. Um, And so we're going to do some of that on our own, but we really also think that it's important that we share what God has done for us because that is how others can come to faith. That is how um, other people can recognize the gospel and recognize Jesus in their life is when we witness to that. And um, we're Catholic, and I think that, you know, there is a lot of beauty in being Catholic, and we really love it. But I would say something maybe we're not always so good at just uh, as a community of believers is being like extroverted in our faith or we're not always, we're usually, I think Catholics tend to be a little more quiet, a little more interior about what God is doing. And, um, and I think that that's a, that's a misstep. I think we're missing something if we're not sharing with each other about, um, how, what God is doing and how God has worked for us in our lives. And so we're going to have other people on the show. It won't just be the two of us. We're going to have guests, so get excited about that. And um, this will just be a place for the sharing of stories and 
proclaiming the marvelous seeds of God so that other people can hear, so that you can hear, and so that we can all hopefully come to greater faith, be encouraged, and then continue to seek God in our lives. Anything you want to add over there, Mr. Burns? No, I just think it's it's really important for us to to be bold and to share. And um, I'm actually part of a men's Bible study group that's that's great. There are just four of us that meet almost weekly uh, for breakfast at six in the morning. Not a morning person, by the way, but I do get up at six in the morning for breakfast. No, with you these get guys. up at five fifteen. What time do you get up? I try to get out of bed by five twenty-five. I do not try to get out of bed by 525. And I try to brew coffee before I leave the house so that Kelly's happy when she wakes up. This is true. Husbands, take note. But I meet with these guys, and it's really easy when meeting with these guys in our small group to um, to share a little bit more, to be a little bit more open about what's going on in our lives and how God's working in our lives and how God is good to us and, and even what we're struggling with. But then we go out into like the regular world and it's it just seems it seems easy to get lost and to feel afraid and to to not be a witness or to it's just easier to kind of blend in. Um, and so hopefully you know, some of these stories uh, will help us in sharing with you be more bold ourselves, but also encourage you to be more bold. So something that we'd like to do, uh, we think, <laughs> at the end of the of every episode is, um, you know, the point of the podcast is to sort of share the big marks, the big moments of, of God, but we also kind of want to just share about what God is doing right now, how he's working. So um, you're going to hear that from us today just because we're the only guests on the show, but when we have guests, then we'll be asking them this question. So I'm going to ask you, Mike, what how do you see God working in your life right now? Uh, so there are a couple of things that have been going on in my life that are kind of new things. And I shared some of these with my one of my men's Bible study friends uh, this morning and shared with Kelly this afternoon. Um, but one is just like the desire to pray for people and not to just like pray for people like, okay, I'm going to pray for you, um, but to like pray over them, them, like yeah. with them, like out loud where they can hear me praying, which what I didn't say about myself is I'm really introverted. Um, so that is very unusual that I have that desire and it's really hard to follow through on, but that's, that's gotta be something that's been placed in my heart by God because I mean, who else is going to give you the desire to like go pray with someone? Um, and really the other thing that I'm still trying to work out is, um, it's really easy to kind of wander around through crowds of people at the grocery store. Or I don't know where, wherever you go, um, and not notice anyone. Um, but recently there have been just random people who stand out to me and, uh, and then I like start wondering about them. I start wondering, Oh, what's going on in their life? I kind of wonder what their story is. I wonder if everything's okay. And, and I haven't really prayed about it much, just full disclosure, but I'm, really sensing that God is like placing something on my heart to like reach out to these people and talk to these people. Maybe they just need someone to say hello and feel noticed. Um, so those are two kind of small things that I'm kind of praying to be more bold so I can get out of my extroverted self and do, uh, but that I feel are going on right now. How about you, Kelly? Well, 
Uh, I think for me, it kind of along the same line, uh, I think God is putting courage and boldness and I don't know if urgency is the right word, but just sort of like a desire to move, to not wait. I'm not a very patient person anyway. Never. Well, that's not true. That's kind of harsh. I'm patient with people. She really likes change. That's what we should say. I Yeah, and I just, I get an idea and then I want to do the thing now, which is why we're doing a podcast. But it's been hard for me because we had to get, you know, microphones and anyway, that's really an aside. The point is, um, I've even, I've, I've, I feel like sometimes the urgency that I feel is, is about impatience. But in recently, the urgency that I have felt about some things is not about impatience. It's about God sort of nudging and pushing me to step out in faith, to step out in boldness um, in just little things. You know, I work at a parish and I have a lot. I'm kind of an ideas girl. I have a lot of ideas and I don't always know like the steps involved necessarily in getting, you know, in the idea coming to be. But I do think that I am good at sort of visioning and goal setting. And so I have been trying to just sort of be faithful to like these inspirations of the Holy Spirit and that, you know, I felt like just as an example, I just felt like it would be really great for our parish or, you know, for our community to have like a middle school girls Bible study in people's homes where it's like some moms and some kids and we're working together to like be in the word and learn about Jesus and really be open. And I just was like, I'll just do it. So that's just one example. But I think that God is really putting urgency on my heart and and boldness and just sort of lighting a fire under me, I guess, for lack of a better word. And um, just I've been really trying to follow that and step out in faith and not necessarily spend all of my time weighing the pros and cons or like, will it work or what will people think, which is a big trap that I fall into, but just trying to be faithful and doing what he asks. So was that a long answer to that question? I think it was a good answer. Okay. <laughs> Um, so that is episode one of the stone collective podcast. Um, we do have a website. It is the stone collective podcast.com. That was really hard to come up with. Yes. The stone collective podcast.com. And, um, hopefully there's con you can contact us on there or, um, our episodes will be posted on there. There's also going to be like some occasional blog posts. I like to write, so who knows what you'll find on that website. We also are on Instagram, so you can follow us. It's the Stone Collective Podcast, again, on Instagram. And um, we'd love to hear from you. So if you just want to, like, follow us or send or send us a note and just tell us um, if you have an idea for the podcast or somebody that would be great to have on or what you liked, what you hated, if we said um too much, whatever, any of those <laughs> constructive criticism, that's always a welcome, right? Yeah. Right. It's 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 welcome. It's we tried to prepare as much as we could, but we probably missed something. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Um so yeah, please follow us there, find us there and leave us comments and we'll look forward to being back here with you again for episode 2 which is called the one about the feather. So you can look forward to that. 
All right. And until the one about the feather, let's let's ask you a question to think about this week. Oh, this is unscripted. What's the question? This is this is unscripted. How is God working in your life? That's a good question. Okay. Have a great week. Bye.